You're listening to the Apple Insider Podcast. Welcome to amazing episode 81 of the Apple Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Marks, and joining me is the inestimable Mikey Campbell, editor of AppleInsider.com. Mikey. What's going on? How are you, man? Pretty good. You are in the sunny paradise of Hawaii. I am. Is it beautiful? Eh, to be expected. <laughs> when you live in paradise, it gets boring, huh? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we got a lot to talk about here, and I'm going to start off by telling our listeners about some deals that are available to them. Our handsome listeners can snap up a 1.3 gigahertz 12-inch MacBook for $999 this week at B&H, one of our kind sponsors of the Apple Insider website. Or you can pick up the standard 2015 13-inch Air for $799. Or, and this is my favorite, the 128-gig 12.9-inch iPad Pro Wi-Fi is marked down to $849 with free shipping and expedited shipping and no tax outside of New York. We will have all the details available in the show notes. Feel free to take advantage of them. If you're in the market for a MacBook or an iPad Air, this could be your time. So, first of all, I'm going to start off with one story that I know no one's waiting to hear about, but let's make it quick. So, one of the great things about Apple is their concern with protecting your, their users' security, privacy, and and data integrity, really. You know, the... the um, the, the notes app is encrypted so that if you are one of those people that puts all of your passwords in one note in notes, it is encrypted, right? Which you should not do. But you, yes. you probably ought not to do, but at least Apple's looking out for you if you are one of the people that does that, right? Yeah. Okay. And iMessage is encrypted end-to-end. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And FaceTime is encrypted. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I'm... I believe uh, was it iMessage was the first one that they actually implemented end-to-end encryption. Right, WhatsApp and Signal, yeah, and some of the. Well, Signal was around slightly before. No, I mean Apple. Apple. Oh, yeah, yes, Apple, Apple was the first of Apple. But there, there are other end-to-end encryption chat applications out there as well. Yeah, WhatsApp and, and um, also Facebook now, right? Well, Facebook has owns WhatsApp. Right, but I think so. so WhatsApp think a did theirs, and then Facebook. Yes. Borrowed it a couple. Every month later after that, they bought it or something. That. So, France's interior minister on Thursday announced plans to meet with the German counterpart and tackle the issue of encrypted messaging apps, which he argues are preventing intelligence agencies from fighting terrorism. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know where I... I don't know if you know where I stand on this, make, but... Make it clear for me and for our magnificent listeners exactly where you stand on this. Um... It's a free market we operate in, and I don't think it's I don't think it's the responsibility of private enterprise to make it easier for the government to do their job just because you know just because they can't they can't do their job, which is to you know snoop I guess which is a you know kind of a pejorative but i mean it's it is what they do they they snoop on certain conversations and to make everyone's messaging app email app communications whatever uh less safe 
just so they can do their job more effectively is not the right answer. I, I don't, I think. Okay. I'm going to, to take first of all the position of, of what I think is, is uh, the uh, slightly opposite position here. And that is just that France has been hit with a number of attacks. Would you agree? No, I don't agree. Of course I can. No, no. Facts are facts, right? France has been hit with a number of attacks, and this is not a good thing, correct? Definitely not. You don't support these attacks, do you? Nope. Okay. Mostly during these attacks, people arranging these attacks communicate in, in ways that are completely unencrypted, right? Mm-hmm. Historically, it's mostly completely unencrypted. However, in one of the recent incidents, there it, it appears to be that that uh, one of the attackers communicated with with uh, other people using Telegram, which is a messaging app that is encrypted, mm-hmm. right? And so, this is the first one that I know of where entity encryption actually plays a role, and people are calling for it to be uh, intercepted or made less secure. So that intelligence agencies can do their their work. Uh, in in all of the other examples that I know of, these things have taken place, and people call for the end to end encryption, even though encryption played no role. Yeah, well, it's interesting because these uh, attackers they're sophisticated. I mean, they're not, you know, for the most part. Well, I mean, for the most, well, in the way that they communicate, because they use consumer technology, which itself is becoming more and more sophisticated. And, um, you know, short of, you know, stockpiling a, <laughs> or sending out your lackey to the local, uh, to the local Wi Fi bar and uh, hoarding emails a la Bin Laden, um, they don't. They don't need to do that anymore. It's. It, do you remember when? Uh, when was it? I think it was. Uh, was I think it was the Paris attacks, when they were talking about, um, a terrorist communicating via in-game chat on uh, like PS4. Yeah. I mean, it's something you know that is obviously not encrypted, but it doesn't need to be obscured because it's just impossible to. You know, or not totally impossible, but it, it's extremely hard to track everyone's in-game chats, and you know, um, the logistics of it is just prohibitive. So, I mean, the the point is, is that they'll find a way to do it. They'll find a way to communicate. Whether uh, and we'll, is it the government's job to keep um, locking down ways that they can communicate until you know when? When does it end? until we can't communicate at all. I mean, of course, that's just a, that's an over-exaggeration, but um, I'm not sure if, in this case, uh, breaking the end-to-end encryption or allowing a, a golden key for that is, is the right answer. Because, you know, once that happens, what's stopping the terrorists from stepping over to another another app or another mode of communication. Well, clearly not a whole lot. But the other issue is that you, you named the words golden key, right? Yeah. And once such a key exists, it is impossible to keep it secured. Yeah. Right? You can keep things quiet or secret for a time, 
but you can't keep them secret indefinitely because Microsoft has a golden key that governs the secure boot of Windows, right? Their core operating system, their core product, and the thing upon which they built their whole empire, right? Yep. The golden key escaped into the wild, didn't it? It did. How apocalyptically bad is that for Microsoft? Uh, the ramifications are they're pretty extreme, yeah, but good. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh possibly one of the worst worst nightmares that uh, the folks over at Redmond. People are not enjoying themselves over this one right now. This is going to be a big problem for them. They're going to deal with it, of course, somehow. But it's it's not it's it's not a good plan. And so if you have a, a golden key that unlocks encrypted communications, that doesn't get put back in a box. Once that's out, it's out. Right. Once, and, and, yeah, and it's the same thing with uh, Apple's uh, system. They specifically designed theirs not to have you know the said golden key, um, but the government or the, the U.S. government was um, you know moving towards that uh, it, they were moving towards getting a process in which they they could uh, essentially kind of slap together a golden key for iMessage communications. Yeah, um, something that they they of course would have and would apply on on a um, case-to-case basis but you know not something that would unlock everything all at once but they could uh, selectively use the selective golden key i guess you could say right now the the fbi's we talked about two weeks ago they want to restart the encryption debate shocking i I know shocking if true they uh people need to know how to back off of something when it's not going to work for them of course, people in government never do, but it's right. it's frustrating that we're still having this after it's been demonstrated repeatedly that math doesn't work that way. You know, math doesn't work the way that he wishes it did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's he's a. We're, I mean, we're we're talking about Comey here, and he's he's not a. Um, Come on, spit it out. Well, he's not a. He's he's not a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he's a bureaucrat at heart. And this is what he does. Bureaucrats, this is what they do. So I'm not surprised that he's attempting to bring up this subject again. And I'm sure he'll broach it again in the future if this upcoming attempt fails. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to like OPSEC and all that stuff, they need a more cogent argument. They need something with substance and maybe they should look internally to what kind of programs they can they can come up with uh, or maybe even have a have a little cross uh, cross agency cooperation i know the NSA does not want to share their very valuable secrets but in the name of national security it, it might be a might be a path that we could go down Interesting. Well, if you want to learn more about OPSEC or operational security, uh, one of the resources that you can use is the Grug, and that's at T-H-E-G-R-U-G-Q. He's a, a Twitter user. He has a GitHub account that he uses as his blog, and he publishes a number of interesting things about OPSEC and how to both analysis on other people's OPSEC failures as well as 
what it means to try and figure out how to have good operational security. And I strongly put that out there just because it's good reading. Indeed. I want to stop talking about encryption for a moment. I want to move on to something a little more interesting, and I mean that in the best way. Latest pictures show an alleged iPhone 7 in space black, plus models, or plus-sized models, as it were, with and without a smart connector. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You saw this post on Apple Insider, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the, the, the pictures are, they're not fake, but I think they're, uh, I think they're, old dummy models have been floating around for a long time. Um, okay. The smart connector thing, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but it, it seems like the most recent leak, I don't know, legitimate leaks or the ones that are most believable don't have the smart connector. So um, I think these are just kind of remnants of uh, maybe prototype um prototype uh, moldings or castings that Apple had floating around, you know, six months ago or something, and they're just, you know, people are just keep recycling them over and over right. again. So so the short version is the dual camera, we believe, the smart connector, shaky. Yeah, and also it's worth noting that uh, the um, the printing on the back of these latest photos are dissimilar. One, I I think the uh, smaller 4.7 inch version, the uh, font is a bit thicker than the uh, one on the 5.5 inch casing. So I'm certain one or both of those is fake. Um, that does not mean that the case itself is fake. It it just means that you know uh, this not a final product. It's uh, it's a casting or a mold taken from a mold of what will likely be the shipping product. Right. So, so it's a mock-up. Let me, let me ask you a different question, right? We've talked about this before a little bit, where we've said that clearly there's a 4.7-inch model and that clearly there's going to be a plus-sized model and that traditionally the plus-sized models have better cameras, but now we have this dual-camera thing. So is there are there three phones here that we're talking about or two phones? Um, it, It's two. Um you just think strongly that there are going to be two models, not three versions? Yeah, I don't think Apple would. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think Apple is going to further muddy their lineup and introduce yet another iPhone model into the mix. I think they might have been thinking about it early on, like uh, like having you know a single camera, four point seven and five point five, and then have like a step up model with a dual camera. Um, for the uh, 5.5. So like one 4.7 and then two 5.5 models. And the only reason I th- would think that they would do that is because of s- supply constraints on the camera modules. But it seems uh, from the latest uh, you know analyst notes and stuff that the supply chain is ramping up well enough that they can offer the uh, dual camera 5.5 inch version just as a, you know, as the the model only as the yeah as the seven plus or whatever they're going to call it so yeah so i'm I'm guessing seven seven plus um and to me it makes a it makes the the larger model just you know it it gives it that extra sauce that would um 
make customers like me who don't want a larger screen actually consider picking one up because I, I don't like the 5.5 inch screens. It's too big for me. Um, Did you the form factor is just, yeah, I tried it. I tried it with the six. I tried it with the six S. I just, you know, I still can't get, I can't get used to it because it's just too big for me. I can't carry it comfortably. Um, so you have tiny baby hands. Yes. Like Donald Trump, which is probably the only thing you share in common with that gentleman. Yes, exactly. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it doesn't fit in my pants pockets. Well, I wear a lot of board shorts. You know, it sticks out. Um, risk of, fall, of uh, falling out is, is high. So it's not a form factor that suits my lifestyle. But if the camera is so much greater, I don't, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with the dual, with the dual, uh, the dual lens system, which is another thing we can talk about. But... Um, if it's something that is, you know, groundbreaking, earth-shattering, uh, then it would, I, I would consider trying it again for the third time. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. Do you, well, I mean, is is that is the iPhone your only camera? Yeah, it's my main camera. Yeah, I mean, I don't carry around my my other cameras with me. It is it is my default go-to shooter. Right. And so knowing that, you may as well get the good one, right? Yeah. Of course, at this point, the it's not like the 7 camera, which is going to be a step up from the 6S camera. It's not like it's a, it's a bad camera. No. It's a good camera. Well, so, even the camera in the 4.7-inch 4, models, that is the, the, you know, the lowly camera, the camera that doesn't have the optical image stabilization or any of these other features, is still a quite good camera. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you're carrying a, a subpar piece of kit around with you. It's a good camera, but it's not the best. Right. Right. Now I, I'm going to get the large model for the first time. Mm. I've, I've always had the, I've had the six, I've had this 4.7 inch screen. I'm going to get the 5.5 inch one. Sight unseen. So, uh, well, I mean, I've seen them around, but yeah, I haven't used one for any length of time. But, but why though? Because of the dual camera? Well, or uh, the, definitely because of the dual camera and also for so I, I was traveling the week that you and Neil did the cast mm-hmm. I was in Tel Aviv Israel and rather than switch my sims out and put in a foreign sim into my iPhone which I've done in the past I uh, I carried with me a Nexus 6P and I did that because I could keep a regular sim in my iPhone keep my iPhone going as it was and then also have the other phone work with the, the local network and also the, the Nexus has USB-C, which charges brilliantly. You know, if you're using an iPhone and you need to recharge your iPhone, you can expect that it will take some time. With, uh, with USB-C, charging for 11 minutes resulted in two hours of talk time. Or, or charging for two hours meant the phone was fully charged for a full day's worth of use. Yep. It was brilliant. Fast charging is a very good thing. And, uh, and having the Nexus with its large screen was really beautiful. So what I'm saying is is that the larger screen is very beautiful, and on Android that was okay. Although on Android, as we know, you give up a little bit to the uh, controls bar, the soft controls at the bottom of the screen. So using an iPhone, I'd get the full use of the screen to be even better. That's where I'm going with that. Uh, so we think that there are two models at this time. That's that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I want to talk a little bit about the headphone jack. Mm. You groaned there. Why? No, it is what it is. 
Or That's very zen-like of you. That's very zen-like of you. So the question is, will they put a headphone adapter in the, case, in, the in the box along with traditional 3.5 um, you know, mic and headphones? Um, or, I'm not sure. Yeah, or, or are they going to just put the lightning headphones? Right. And I've been thinking a lot about this. And I've been thinking about it, and I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. You, you, you tell me what you think about how I'm thinking about this. So if they put the adapter and the old headphones in the box, that's kind of an admission that removing it is, is crippling in a way, and, and they have to give you something else in order to give you everything you need to use the thing. Mm. That feels kind of un-Apple-like. Yeah. Right? So it, it seems to me that what they do is give you the phone, give you the charging brick, give you the cable, and give you lightning earpods. Yeah. Right? The, the, these are the essential items that you need in order to use the phone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Here you go. And if you need to use legacy headphones, as it were, then you go buy an adapter. Yeah. That feels a lot more like the way Apple does things, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Apple doesn't do anything in half measures, right? They're not going to remove the, the headphone jack and give you a headphone that does, is not compatible with, well, with, no, that would be. with the phone and give it and, you know, and add in an adapter being like, oh, hey, here you go. by the way. Well, I mean, the, the way of thinking about this is the 12-inch MacBook, right? Mm-hmm. 12-inch MacBook, thin laptop, ships with two ports on it, a USB-C port mm-hmm. and a headphone port. Yep. And the USB-C port is is for charging the laptop as well as plugging in things and charging other stuff. But they don't give you any adapters to plug in and charge other stuff. You need to have either a special cable, the USB-C to lightning cable, or you have to have the um, uh, a USB-C to USB-A or a hub or something to adapt, yeah. right? And they'll happily sell you that stuff, but it's not in the box because you don't need to have it yeah. no. necessarily. No. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's going to come with the lightning headphones. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting my foot down and I'm saying it's coming with the lightning headphones. Yeah, no doubt. If, they, if, if indeed, which it looks more and more likely that they're going to remove the headphone jack, they're going to include a pair of lightning headphones, um, not earpod, not the AirPods, because that no, would be No, no, just the, 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 the cheap ones. Yeah. And, you know, they'll offer a bunch of accessories for people who um, are later going to complain about having to buy the accessories. I mean, if you have a pair of Beats headphones, go buy your adapter. If you have Bang & Olufsen headphones, go buy your adapter. If you have the Bowers & Wilkins P7, go buy an adapter. I mean, this is, this is how you affect change, right? <laughs> you don't... You don't change formats and... You, you don't get to the future by half measures. If you want to get yeah. to the future... You have to go all in. You and start. this is... You just do it. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the adapter thing, that I, we've seen the adapter um, or, you know... Well, there are a number of manufacturers that are going to be making adapters. Yeah. Let's, let's just oh, say we saw the We saw the Apple, supposedly the Apple version, which I don't know if I believe that... Right. We, we, we saw a, a picture purporting to be an Apple... Lightning yeah. to headphone adapter, and and we y- you can guess right. Third parties are going to do something like this too, right? Yeah, well, I mean it's incredibly well, not incredibly simple, but I mean it's a fairly straightforward um, 
it's a fairly straightforward switch if you don't include the well i mean it, uh, it's, it's not uh the um if you're not going to go uh the dac route well i mean you still have to include parts right it's it's not like any of this stuff comes for free you have to have a lightning port you have to have the audio bits it's it's not it's not cheap yeah these adapters just just prepare yourself people these adapters are not going to be cheap yeah they're not going to be they're not going to be the usb a to usb c adapter uh you know 35 cents hardware no, no, that you're no. going to find on amazon well but but if you look at the other adapters that apple sells right the digital av adapter for lightning that is not a cheap adapter no right what's what's that cost uh 40 dollars or something it's it's i thought it's it was a little more than that but it's no it's 49 bucks yeah it's up there right yeah i wouldn't expect it to cost that much um if only because the demand for it would be so so high they could lower the price on it a bit uh, i i don't I, well I, I don't think so right Th- think about it like this these things cost what they cost because there's a bill of materials right all of the parts inside cost things and all of those things add up plus on top of that there's engineering costs and there's non-recoverable stuff like well the, the non-recoverable engineering costs there's also the um the the tooling costs for molding the plastic right so everything has a cost and then you have to ship it to to land it somewhere right so there's there's a freight on board cost or a landed cost so it has to come landed somewhere and then from that you know that everyone along the way that sells it has to make margin right yeah there's there's distributors there's retailers there's uh, you know you have to make money on it or you're not going to sell it yeah well right. i'm 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 all of this adds will, up and yeah, so thinking, it's it's not like the the only solutions here are either make stuff that costs less mm-hmm. or tell people to make less margins which they're not yeah. going to do because then they won't well, sell I, it. I would i could see apple um sacrificing a bit like a you know a couple percent of it, of their margin just to satisfy customers if the outrage was you know high enough and it seems like everyone's losing their mind over this for some reason i don't think so i mean what what's going to happen practically is that people will buy it or they won't and people will buy an iphone or they won't and if the numbers drop because of that then maybe they'll adjust based on those numbers but they're not going to just react based on what will seem like limited outrage. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Am I mistaken? No, no, I agree. Okay. So at this time, we're thinking there are two models, and we think that there's no adapter in the box that you're just going to get the lightning earbuds, and you'll use them in good health because that's what's available. Yeah. Yeah. That is what I think. And maybe... I don't. I don't think the uh, AirPods, you know, the so-called AirPods. Um, I don't know if they're going to be coming out this year. I could see it coming out next year. Um, when, when you the, say AirPods, you mean the the higher the wireless earbuds? Yeah, the, the Apple branded wireless earbuds. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, some people have been theorizing that Apple is going to market it as a Beats product. Um. And yeah. then, yeah, I mean, who who knows? But I I have a feeling that it's not coming out this year because I think that would be a bit too much, right? Now it, it would you, it would stymie the effort to push Lightning headphones when you can you know get the wired 
a wireless version, right? You, they, they want to... But that's going to happen anyway, Mike, right? Bluetooth headphones are not a new thing. Right. But, I mean, that kind of... It skips over the, the whole lightning thing. You, they want right, but to that's push gonna lightning anyway. Eh, I don't know. Isn't it? I mean... I don't know. We'll see. Bluetooth exists. It is a thing. Yes, it, it does. But, I mean, for a lot of people, it doesn't because uh, uh, performance is spotty. I mean, it's, it, spotty. It's, a lot, yeah, it's, a lot, it's a lot better than it was... You know, back in the the Stone Ages, when um, when you had to pair your pair your device multiple times to even get it to work, and then you you put your device in the pocket or your pocket, and you lose your connection. It's not. Right, it's a lot better. Quality's a lot better, but still, I mean, the the battery life is not there yet. I mean, it's it's a minuscule. It's a minuscule device, right? It's a pair of headphones, and squeezing that amount of the amount of uh, juice needed to operate a radio, and um, you know your DAC and all that good stuff, uh, it's it's not there yet for a lot of people. I mean, some people go on runs that are they'll they'll outlast their headphones if and they rely on that. What what I like about connecting by lightning is the same thing I like about connecting by lightning in car with CarPlay. Right, there were a bunch of people when we started reviewing CarPlay units for that for Apple Insider. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of people that were really annoyed that it wasn't wireless. Yeah, and and we still haven't seen our first wireless CarPlay unit yet. I'm really happy connecting by Lightning because I just plug it in, and it works reliably every single time. Mm-hmm. Right, and you need that if you're gonna if you're going to do an infotainment system or uh, some sort of integrative automotive thing, you need it to work every time. It's not. Uh, oh well, it's okay. It just got you know just disconnected for no apparent reason. You need that to work all the time, especially if you're using it for GPS purposes or whatever. It's, it becomes it becomes a safety issue, at, right? At some point, Apple knows what they're doing. You think? Yeah. You pretty sure? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's going to be an A10 processor possibly powering the so-called iPhone mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we move on, <clears throat> um, I just remembered uh, uh, the, uh, I think it was a, was a fortune or I don't know, so, some uh, publication got a, caught wind of Apple's wireless headphone project saying that they're um, uh, working on uh, efficient Bluetooth chipset that will um, greatly increase efficiency. Um, but it sounds like they're not at the manufacturing stage yet. Right. And, but, and I was talking with Neil about this the other day. He, he and I were going back and forth about this. There, there are only so many places you can increase the efficiency, right? You, you, you can optimize the amount of data or the type of data that's going back and forth across the wireless um, yeah. medium, uh-huh. right? You can try and do things in order to optimize for battery life, either by using a less intensive processor or turning down the power to the radios or by putting in memory and buffering data to the memory so you can sleep some of the CPU. Mm -hmm. 
right? There, there are different approaches to it. Uh, what he was suggesting and what others have suggested to me is that there's Bluetooth 5 as a standard coming and that Apple uh, may be doing something with that. You know, audio streaming has, inten- has traditionally been an intensive um, operation for Bluetooth. It's not a low-energy operation. It's a full-on operation. But if, if there's optimization for that in, in the spec, then they'll be taking advantage of that. Right. Well, I, they're supposedly using the uh, uh, tech from um, that acquisition of the, uh, I forget, uh, let me check on the, the chipset maker that they're talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? I can't think of it right now. Anyway, they're, well, I think beyond uh, a standard, they're going to do some sort of mojo with the, uh, uh, some sort of, you know, chip efficiency, however yeah. that works out. And I'm Price anxious to see how they do it. Yeah, it doesn't. It it you know again, it doesn't seem like it's close to being um, uh, ready for production. So that's why I'm guessing uh, next year. You know, maybe they'll finish the tech early next year. Uh, they'll you know finalize the hardware and stuff, and then um, they could wait and uh, you know start shipping when next year's iPhone comes out. The old tenth anniversary. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, we also got, like I said, some leaks about the uh, the A10 processor, and we also saw a leaked image of an unpopulated motherboard. And you know, they, they these things are what they sound like, right? You know, you, you get pictures and you look at them and you go, "Well, they're very cool," but what do we actually do with that? And the answer is not a whole lot. I mean. You, you can kind of, of, with an unpopulated board, you can get a sense of where things are going and about the size of the packages, but you can't really tell anything the same way you can if you have populated chips that have part numbers on them that you can then figure out what's inside and what they are and what they're doing. Yeah. I always found uh, leaks like this to be highly boring. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's there. Oh, Mikey, you're so excitable. Well, it's... The iPhone's going to have a processor. <gasps> it's yeah. probably going to look largely similar to the current version. It's going to have a logic board that is largely similar to the current version. It's going to have a bunch of hardware on it, largely similar to the current version. And picture showing me, uh, you know, what could be <laughs> um, just relabeled current hardware is not very exciting for me. Okay that it exists. I know it exists. I don't need to have, I don't, it's not exciting for me to see a picture of it, but, um, you know, if, if it was like an uncapped a 10, I mean, that would be, that'd be cool. Right. I get excited about that. Definitely. Because I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're, they're always surprising with the, um, with the a series chips. I would like to see what the core arrangement is this year. I would, I would assume it's going to be, at least for the larger 5.5 inch uh, version, um, have some sort of advanced image processing mm-hmm. uh, module on it, which is going to be interesting because um, this year they used uh, the same A10 chip for for both, right? The 6S and the 6S Plus. So, are they because of the dual camera module? Are they going to have a uh, variation on the A10 chip? For the 5.5 inch that has a buffed uh, image processing unit, who knows? Good question. Who knows? What do you think about this idea of a pressure-sensitive home button? It's cool. 
if they can get it to work. Um, I kind of like, you know, I, I like the feeling of having a physical button. I always liked that part of the iPhone. So, Mikey, let's stop talking about iPhone for a minute because we all know what's going to happen. And, and the, the short version is we agreed there are two models and they're shipping lightning earbuds with it and no adapter in the box. That's, that's, that's the short version. We talk about motherboard, we talk about processor, all the cool stuff, but, but watch too, right? Do, do you wear your Apple Watch? Uh, not as much as I used to. Why is that? Mm, I don't know. It's just, uh, I just kind of fell out of habit of wearing Try it. Try the beta on it? Did you put beta 3 on it? No, I didn't. Although, uh, no, I did, but I haven't been wearing it extensively, so um, haven't really gotten a chance to test it out. Okay. When the stuff updates officially, when, when there's the general release coming, I want for you to go ahead and update and see what you think of it. Indeed. Indeed I will. Good. Now, there are, of course, rumors that Watch 2 is coming, right? Mm-hmm. What's in those rumors? Uh, well, rumor is that it's going to be <clears throat> two models. So they're going to have like a, a Watch 1 which is the current watch, like an updated version of that with um, just a basic hardware refresh inside, um, probably faster processor, and they're going to have what some people are calling a Watch 2, which would be a step-up version. It's going to look pretty much the same as the current one, but it's going to also have GPS and uh, perhaps a barometer and other sensors that help with uh, location accuracy. Yeah. And then Watch 3, uh, people are, are, you know, they're wondering about LTE and all that good stuff, and supposedly that's coming maybe at the soonest, 2017, uh, probably so, more like 2018, though. So not, not the this refresh, but another refresh following it. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Now, help me out here, because there was also a rumor about a, a totally new health device. Uh-huh. What, what is, I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure out, because the watch for me has always been Apple's health device. Right. Right? This has been their fitness, their activity, their heart, and it's been also a part of... of you know, greater things, including the the sort of uh, research kit kind of thing, too. Yeah. Well, I think Apple's actual uh, strat- health strategy is not so much hardware as it is software. Um, we haven't really seen that come to fruition yet, but uh, watch is just one facet of a larger... It's, it's a cog in a larger health machine, and I think that machine is... Uh, data aggregation or secure data aggregation and um, uh, sharing with uh, healthcare providers, yeah, and and interpretation, yeah. So, uh, so it, it's like their first. It, obviously, it's the most um, uh, apparent thing to consumers because it's a device, something you can touch, you can hold, and purchase. But I think the real product here is. Um, health kit and the offshoot care kit and research kit. Right. So I think so, those are the, uh, those are the real, real strategies that Apple's working at. 
right. But do we think there's a new device? Do we think there's a cracking device? I mean, that's the that's the rumor. And I mean, I guess you could have a whole litany of healthcare devices, right? Uh, the <clears throat> Apple Watch Two rumor said that you know uh, the the two, the second generation one, um, not the uh, not the update of the first one, which is a supposedly a separate product, but. The second generation is supposed to um, have sensors that Apple's working toward getting um, approval from the FDA for, uh, you know, as a actual health medical medical tracking device. So it it's com- coming on that accuracy, right? It's reaching that level. Um, as for the new undisclosed unannounced and you know rumored product i'm sure they have a whole bunch of stuff in the works um uh i i wouldn't put too much uh, weight behind this rumor uh it sounds like it comes from somebody who heard about a prototype or you know some sort of internal project um not sure if it's going to actually come to market uh, but we'll see. I think it all depends on how on how uh, HealthKit turns out and how many people. It seems it, it's doing well, successful. Um, but Apple does need to get uh, the healthcare providers on their on their team, so to speak. They they need to get the the backing of those professionals. Because I mean, it, it's hard for a consumer. It, it's like you know you're you're marketing a smartphone and a smartwatch, but it's hard to cross paths with, uh, or it's hard to co-mingle those products with say like something you would pick up from behind the counter at your local pharmacy, uh, control. You're you're a little mistaken in that, you know, with the, with one exception, pretty much every doctor that I've gone to in the past five years has carried an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all familiar with the device, and they're familiar with what it's capable of doing, mm-hmm. both on its own and in combination with other products. It, it, the difficulty, I think, lies not in in doctors adopting the device or adopting what it can do. It's it's in the health backend stuff. You know, the the uh, mm-hmm. the medical recording systems and and other things like that. Well, that, they they do have a, a you know some agreements with uh, I forget what the. Um the major digital records provider, one of the major ones. Um, but no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that it, they're having a problem adopting. I'm saying the consumer perception of purchasing a health monitoring device from Apple. Apple's a consumer products company. They're not known. They're not like a. Uh, um, I feel like I'm, we're past that a little bit. When you can go into Target. And in the health section of the the CVS pharmacy in Target, and there's the Omron blood pressure cuff, and then there's the one that works with your iPhone right next to it. Mm-hmm. That that sort of perception problem is kind of gone. We're past that. No, I mean, well, I, I don't think it is because Omron's still making those products. Apple, what people are rumoring or, or they're speculating is that Apple wants to uh, create products like that, like the products that would replace... A, a cuff, or I, I would be skeptical of that because it, it's it, it, it's sort of not something Apple's taken on. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, Apple doesn't saying. make the accessories around the thing; they make the thing that's the hub. 
I know, but we're, we're talking about the uh, supposed prototype, right? Well, all right then. I mean, I'm just saying that it would be a, le- it's a weird rumor. Yeah, it's it's a weird kind of thing. I don't know if Apple would go into that immediately because it seems like a low margin kind of niche, very niche uh, area. But I mean, if they want to build out their their health offering, they're going to. I mean, have they're working to. on things that benefit everyone, and then yeah. adapting them for everyone, like to to what the wheelchair right. access kind of things, the wheelchair activities mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. WatchOS three. Yeah, yeah. So it has to serve a larger purpose, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, so we'll see. In related news, Apple hired Flipboard co-founder Evan Dahl to direct work on health software. So so Flipboard was one of the original iPad apps, and Flipboard was a, a newsreader, but it had an amazing interface at the time. It did. Right? And Flip, where is Flipboard today? I don't know. Do they still exist? Barely. The The point is that Flipboard was a beautiful app, but it was kind of a, it, it wasn't a company. It was a product, right? Mm-hmm. They tried to turn it into a platform, but that did not work out. It so. didn't really work very well. So Evan's been hanging out at Redpoint Ventures for the past couple of months. And suddenly and quietly, his LinkedIn changed to reflect that he's now at Apple and now working on health software. And I think this is cool because, well, good for Evan, but it also means that, that he's working on improving the interfaces, I hope, at, for the, some of the health software, which yeah, sorely God. needed. Oh, it's so bad. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is let me bad. Say let, let me say this. I like that Apple Health exists mm-hmm. because I like that it being a central point of aggregation of all the data from all the different devices. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of devices that store stuff only in their own silos of data and don't share it. Do I ever go to consult Apple Health for information? No. No. It seems like an afterthought that they included the health app. And I think if they want the health services to kind of pick up as far as consumers go, they need to put some spit and polish on it because... Right now, it's not really working out. Well, there needs to be a reason to engage with it, and currently there is not. It does work well as a you know as an as the health um, the healthkit API is awesome. Yes, of course, and you know, I I don't know. Maybe Apple thought that some other companies would step in. Like, um, uh, who has a pretty good one? Um, well, Withings Healthmate's not bad. Yeah, yeah, and, and the the health main stuff is not. Yeah, it's not. And bad. and Jawbone Up has been good for years. Yeah, but they, Jawbone, they the, Jawbone as a company is not doing so well. Jawbone as a company is about to be bought by someone, but but the Up app was one of the very good examples early on. Yeah, they were the one of the first to introduce um, gamification, right? To uh, uh, that and also good competition with your friends. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be honest, hasn't been mastered properly by some of the others that are out there now. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to bring that social element of it. No one's really gotten the secret sauce correct. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean, the uh if the health app from Apple gets a gets a re revamp on the uh to the to the tune of something like Apple Music, you know how the you know, it's like rebranding, um, mm-hmm. updating of Beats Music. I, mean, I think yeah. that would really do a lot for that for the Health Kit brand. Go a and, long way to fix it, huh? You know, 
yeah, and then people would be more engaged in it. They'd use they'd use it more. Um, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's a good idea to actually focus on that. Excellent. Well, is there one last thing you'd like to talk about today, or is that all the stories we got? Um, no, I think that's it. Oh, I well, no, no, I think that's it. One last thing? No, N- no, no. Oh. You're all storied out. Well, yeah. this has been the Apple Insider Podcast. Amazing, fantastic, magnificent episode 81. Mikey Campbell, where can people find you on the internet? At Mikey Campbell 81 on the Twitter and on AppleInsider.com. All right. Well, I'm Victor Marks. I'm on AppleInsider.com occasionally, and I am on Twitter at, at VMarks. If Mikey Campbell joins us again next week, we'll tell you all about it here on the Apple Insider Podcast. All right. All right.